You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome back to Higher Priestess. My name is Erin. And my name is Persephone. <laughs> <laughs> Awful. Awful. Hi, I'm Erin. It will never get more natural, that intro. No, it's so <laughs> gross. Maybe we should change it up. Kind of, um, hey, cool cats and kittens. Like a, a rap. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like, hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. <laughs> that's so timestamp now that if this is in, like, six months' time when everyone's forgotten about hiking, that's not a thing anymore. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Is that everyone's just over it? <laughs> um, your questions were so good last time that mm. we thought it was only right to get into some more. Yeah. Because they were pretty juicy. They were so good. I was so happy with our long, long, long discussions and I came away wanting so much more. I was so happy with our answers. (laughs) To be honest, not gonna lie, I was. (laughs) What did we discuss last time? We were talking about dating and we were talking about loneliness and we were talking about, are you born you? It's quite heavy. Quarantine. Any um, honourable quarantine mentions this week? Oh God, no. Nothing has gone on. I've just been dreaming a lot. I've just had so many dreams. Well, here we go. Oh, well, here we go. Uh, yeah, Erin messaged me earlier being like, that wasn't even a purposeful segue. I was, like, was going to say, nicely done. I was thinking that I had a dream where, um, what's her name? The woman that plays Cersei, Lena Headey, yeah. was running an Airbnb that I stayed <gasps> in. And I was thinking about that. Just a dream I had. That's a nice dream. Yeah, it was cool. But go on, what was your dream? Erin messaged me saying she had a crazy dream and I want to know everything. I really did have a crazy dream. It was just awful. So basically, I'm vegan. Shout out to the animals. (laughs) Shout out to the environment. (laughs) So yeah, I'm vegan and um, have been vegan for a while and have never had dreams like this. However, in the space Mm -hmm. of about a week and a half, I've had two of these dreams. And after research on the internet, I have found out that they are called meat mares. As in a nightmare. You're joking. But it's a meat mare. Oh my god. So last night, I don't know if you guys have seen this thing called Hot Ones. Have you seen it? No. What's Hot Ones? Hot Wheels, the cars. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) You know Hot Wheels? (laughs) Hot Ones is this thing, it's like a, you would love it. Ricky Gervais has done it, you would love that. Where they eat hot wings. They eat hot wings. I've seen it, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you said Ricky Gervais has done it, I knew instantly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really cool thing with this guy, Sean Evans. It's for Complex. It's really cool. Anyway, Mm -hmm. so I really enjoy them. Jack likes them. Last night we watched a couple, called it a date, whatever. And... (laughs) I've always said called it a date. That's a date. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, call it a date. That, that's the reality. Yeah. Like my dream date. <laughs> is what Hot Wheels in bed. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. But whenever I see Hot Ones, I just think that looks delicious. <laughs> like they look so good. So when Ricky did it, they do vegan wings. Oh, I love it. So they do, they do like accommodate people. Yeah. But most of the time, yeah, they're not vegan. But anyway, they just look so, like, crispy and, like, juicy and, like, good. Love it. Because it's so spicy. And I don't really love spicy food, but... Mm. Oh, it's just like, God, I want to do it. Like, you can really see them reacting to it. It's like, <laughs> get me on that fucking show. <laughs> it's just, anyway, career goals. Anyway. We can recreate it. We can do a mukbang. Well, this is what I keep saying to Jack. I'm thinking it's quite a good gift. Yeah. The ones, because they kind of rotate a set few. Like, it's like 10 hot sauces or whatever. Mm. And I'm thinking, like, it's quite a good idea to get the main ones. Yeah. There's one called... If, you, if you've seen it, you'll know what I'm about to say. There's one called Da Bomb Beyond Insanity. <laughs> 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 it's 
So I don't know why that makes me want to eat it. But uh, anyway, I'm obsessed. So anyway, I go on and on about how good they look. Mm. Obviously, I'm not fucking eating them mm. because I'm vegan. And because I don't own Da Bomb. Beyond insanity. Beyond insanity. <laughs> go to sleep. What am I eating in my fucking dream? I'm guessing it's Da Bomb. Beyond insanity. It would even it would be better if it was Da Bomb, but it was just honestly generic chicken wings. Uh. And I so what happened was I walked up to the plate, I saw them, and Jack had some and they were chicken, and I had some and they were vegan. And I couldn't find my vegan ones. So I was like, listen, I'm gonna and I this was my internal monologue. I was like, I'm gonna have to eat the, the chicken ones. Yeah. And I ate them. I ate like four of them. <laughs> and there were still like eight in the bowl. And then people started coming into the room. So I was like, shit. And I fuck it I like hid them. <laughs> I was like shame. I was like, Jack, like those aren't mine, like those were your ones, like <laughs> Like, the, yours are here. Like, I re- I was, like, dying of guilt and embarrassment. Like, I was so mortified. And I was like, why have I done that? That they'd got you special ones. And I kind of yeah. had sauce all over me. Like, <laughs> Caught red-handed. Honestly, blinded by the bomb. Beyond insanity. That is so... Beyond insanity. So yeah. I just don't understand, because I've been vegan for a while, and I don't know why. I've never had a dream like that or anything like it. And no. then in the space of, like, two weeks, I've had, like a couple of dreams about that god because people were saying on the internet like oh i was vegan for like three years and at first i would have meat mares all the time but like i haven't had them since and it's like no like i'm i don't want to eat meat like the other dream i had i was eating eggs oh god eggs. even worse <laughs> god scrambled eggs i also think that's really interesting because i've never heard that term and i've been veggie since i was five or six and i've been vegan now for like five years and i've never Never had a meat mare. Not in my, like, recollection. Isn't it weird? Because it's like, where is that coming from? God, that's really horrific. It's really traumatising. Because a lot of people were saying, maybe it's from your guilt that, like, you used to eat meat. Oh. That was what they were saying to one another. And then someone else was mm. like, it's just because you know that it's disgusting. It's something that you shouldn't do. So it comes out in your dream because you're scared of it. And it's like, I don't really... I can't really... I don't really have much... F- many feelings yeah. towards meat. Because also, I ate it for a long time. I yeah. ate meat... Like, I was a big meat eater. And you're not, like, disgusted by it, are you? I kind of am, like, in my mind, but seeing someone eat... Like, I watch Hot Ones and, like, think it looks delicious. But also, I watch Hot Ones and think, like, oh, look at, like, the flesh and, like, bones. Mm. Interesting. And I was... And I ate meat for, like, 20 years and then just went vegan, like, hard. Yeah. So I don't... Like, I just wonder at what... Or if it just means nothing. Or if it's coming from a place of something that I don't understand yet. I did a story about dreams and things like that. And like um, dream anal- and what's it called? Dream. Analysis. An- analysis. Why can't I say analysis? You said it. Dream. Dream. Ana- a dream analysis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, d- I did a story about dream analysis and dreams and all my favourite things like that. And I, people were sending in stuff like my face got eaten by dogs a lot of people having mad dreams and it's like i do just think i know what freud said but i do think dreams are just nonsense i don't know how you think it's nothing well i think there's obviously things that play in but i definitely don't think it's like someone said oh yeah i had dreams about snakes and it's like okay well obviously you can say oh it's so phallic it's so why why are you so interested if you think they're kind of nonsense like why why do you think you like them so much i don't think they're nonsense i think people go into them too much so for example, I have a dream dictionary and I was looking through and it's like, well, for example, I can just show you one thing now and you can see the nonsense. Yeah. The problem is with a dream dictionary, you can't use a dictionary for subjective thought. Exactly. As in a snake will mean something very different to me who has little to no feelings towards snakes. Exactly. Yeah. Versus somebody else who has a pet snake, has a phobia of snakes, calls people snakes, etc. Like, people have very different ideas of, like, general, Is common... a Slytherin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I can't find my dream dictionary. I'm like... I've got one. Really? Should I get one for fun? Yeah, yeah, get it. And just go for just the first one, because it is just ridiculous. Some of them are so interesting, but some of them are just like, oh, come on. It's, everything is a penis. Every single thing is a penis. Oh, mine's right here. Mine's right here. Oh, mine's right here too. Oh, we'll go on then, you do yours. <laughs> Maybe we'll pick the same word. Oh, yeah. Should we pick the same word? Go on, what word? That's quite an interesting one. Padlock. Have you ever seen a padlock in a dream? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. Not in my... I don't think I have. 
But it says an ability to keep a specific aspect, fuck me, an ability to keep a specific aspect of my character feeling secure, even though it may become an obstacle to greater fulfillment. Oh, I do. I am fascinated, though. I also think like it's interesting to see what is in your subconscious and you're not going to find the answer in a dictionary. Exactly. God, guys, ridiculous. (laughs) That's why I have one. (laughs) Who would have one of those? (laughs) yeah literally that's why i look at it every day also someone said one that was so scary that was like um that they had a dream that there was a man who would like get closer to her every night like a recurring dream a recurring dream but it's like that's scary because there's that thing of like you never see a dream in your a face in a dream that doesn't exist in real life that you haven't seen and it's like that's yeah but that's not true i think that is true no you can't create features but just because you see a face in your dream doesn't mean that that face exists on somebody else how how does that make sense you think every face that you've seen from when you were like four has seeped into your subconscious and they're going to play out in dreams it's just like features as in you know what an eye looks like so you can create it but that's a question of like perception and like reality i think you can um I think you probably did see that person someone on TV or something. Not, like, from when you were five, but someone... They probably, like, walked past you that day or... Yeah, maybe that's true. That can happen. But that viral thing, that, like, viral notion of, like... Yeah, You can only dream of something that you've seen before. Is like, that's obviously fake. Fake news. Yeah, totally. But I do think it's, like... um, Well, yeah, exactly, because you can create objects in your dream, for sure. Yeah, you can... It's your perception. You can manipulate it. I mean, I'd love to do a whole episode on dreams because I find them fascinating. Let's get into some cues. So one of the questions that we loved, I mean, I don't really have it on my phone right now. Can you read oh. it? <laughs> I'm like, over to you. You're like, no. <laughs> um, it says, we got a couple like this, but it's an interesting topic. Thoughts on dating down. Why do we do it? Problematic or okay? Inside Secret, we had a whole episode on this topic essentially and just had to I think scrap it I don't know if it's permanently scrapped but I'm thinking it is pretty much permanently scrapped I don't know I think potentially I've still got it saved it's not edited or anything but it was the first ever episode we recorded for a seat for season two i.e this season yeah the first season past our pilot season and we were like this is the topic we want to discuss why women settle for less than they deserve in relationships we want to talk about that but the way we articulated it and we used a specific piece of terminology that we're just not happy with and we use that throughout we're just not happy with it yeah I think it's something that we have you have to be careful with. like as well another inside thing with the podcast it's like we often are just talking shit as in we could have a million and one thoughts and if you want me to give you an answer in like five minutes mm-hmm you're not going to get like the cohesion of the full million and one thoughts because I'm going to have to be concise and like have brevity in a way that I never would if I was being super eloquent in like a lovely essay because that's kind of the natural exploration of a topic. Exactly and also all of my thoughts contradict each other, all of them. I don't 100% believe in anything, I kind of see it I try anyway to see it from all angles and come up with why all of them are good. We've had this before with someone saying what about what are your thoughts on a six out of ten dating a four out of ten was that in that episode Uh, yeah i don't know i think that was a different app and we were saying that i don't believe in ratings which i don't believe in there is no objective dating down dating up everything is subjective yeah one man's trash is another man's another man's treasure (laughs) i was thinking what is it another man's something (laughs) okay so shall we tackle problematic or okay because i wonder what you mean by problematic i think it's problematic for society yes that as you said earlier men can lean into mediocrity much more easily and like slip into just being kind of carefree and like they don't have to worry so much about Mm -hmm. who they are and how successful in quote marks that they are and how beautiful they are and all just just there are so many more facets that every element of society as a woman has to be enhanced You'd be an absolute fool to say that men were criticised on the same level as women. Like that. Yeah, it's totally different. You are. I'm sorry, but you're wrong. (laughs) Like that's (laughs) incorrect. You've got a red cross next to that. So I think it's problematic, yeah, for society. I think it's like a, a problem with the way that we have structured society and like the ongoing blast of the patriarchy. Yeah. Problematic for like you as an individual. 
why would someone choose, if someone was consciously choosing to date down, why would they do so? Could they benefit from that in any way? Could they really benefit from that in any way? I think more likely than benefiting, I think it would be an issue of self-esteem. Yeah. As in you, you date down because you don't realise what you could have and you kind of go for the, the piece of shit. Like, oh, it's really tricky. Yeah, because even then I'm like, okay, so that's not a true benefit. Do you know what I mean? Like, are there any true benefits? And also, why is it the woman's fault for choosing to date down rather than the man's fault for being mediocre? Shit. Like, yeah. why is it like, why did you date down? It's like, why would she have to have a reason rather than he just do better? Is there any way, like, what I'm trying to get at is that is there any, like, quite, like, slum flower kind of way that dating down could be manipulated or, like, appropriated, in quote marks, to be beneficial for a woman? But I, I kind of think, in the sense of dating down, you immediately imply that they have little or nothing to offer. So immediately, yeah, no. Yeah, I don't think there is anything to do with it, because otherwise, I think it's just another symptom of the patriarchy that's, like, women are just encouraged to just, like, know your place and your place is right at the bottom. So you should be lucky to be picked by any any old loser. Yeah. Like, honestly, scraps. Yeah. The scraps we've seen people settle for. It's quite depressing. Well, the scraps we've settled... Like, I've settled for scraps. Like, not even settled, but I've thought, like... So, when you're insecure, the scraps suddenly isn't so much of a scrap. They're suddenly a whole meal. No. When you're starving hungry, scraps look delicious. When you're in, like, sick form... The scraps of the cool guys. Yeah. You don't realise that oh, it's just so crazy. I also think what we had an issue with in the last app where we discussed this, as in the scrapped episode. <laughs> the vetoed episode, honestly, like the um like defamation of character, like cannot be found. Joking, it's not that bad, but <laughs> it's like that will ne- <laughs> someone hacked my laptop and they just find a, a file called scraps. I was like, oh. Honestly, like do not open <laughs> confidential. <laughs> If you're listening to this, it's too late. I actually think it's not that bad. <laughs> no, it's not that bad. But almost, we guys, we have quite high standards for like how we, like what we present to you. I and mean, I don't ever want to like, yeah. we don't want to give you guys something that isn't good. Yeah. But I think what we were trying to get at as well, what, the last time we discussed this. <laughs> we say as last, in the last episode, we're literally like, Final Destination 3. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Everything has to be the highest standard. So anyway, Game of Thrones. <laughs> and I'm like, there is someone walking behind you. Um, the thing that I think we were struggling to get across is how frustrating it can be mm-hmm. on a personal level to watch other women yeah. almost be... Um, blissfully ignorant and it's like at what point do you have the right to interrupt their bliss and educate for example like at what mm-hmm. point can you step in and help or are you just being an asshole mm-hmm. because i find it really difficult to watch my friends sell for scraps and if they're with a scrap it pisses me off a like dappy do yeah honestly it, it's <laughs> annoying but like not even cute not even funny oh no scrappy da- scrappy do in scooby-doo monster no monsters was, unleashed no not monster Unleashed. spooky island when he's the bad oh. guy emil monteverius <laughs> yes oh it's their cousin isn't it <laughs> scrappy do is scooby's cousin and he plays the guy that's rowan atkinson mr beam and he has like a really big head bad. and they're in like that cave thing yeah the damon writers <laughs> God, I watched a bit of that recently. I it a and, few days ago. Yeah, and I was like, I can't. <laughs> really, Charles was like, I don't want to watch this. I was like, please, please. Like, <laughs> he wanted to. He wanted to play Fortnite, and I was like, the TV is mine to watch Scooby Doo, <laughs> Spooky Island. I'm sorry, but does it frustrate you? Yes, so much. Yeah, completely. Because it's like, I think you are so great. Why on earth are you going out with someone or choosing so the basically the first person that showed any interest, the first person that picked you? Because it's like, you, it's not about that person. Yeah, I know you're so great. I'm your friend, of course I would. But beyond that, I'm so frustrated with society that it's done this to you. Yeah. And you're not going to look around and like, you're not going to kind of wipe your, like clear your kind of windscreen. Yeah, like, you don't care to, yeah, yeah. you don't care to yeah. want a bit more. But why, who am I to decide that? And why does my notion of more doesn't necessarily it's not necessarily equal your notion of more yeah but also i think that as much as it's like subjective who is good like who is valuable and who's not it kind of we can all see when someone's treating someone like shit yeah it kind of isn't that subjective it is kind of objective like some people do offer more and some people i mean have you ever seen someone that's just waited around to be picked and then the second they're picked they're like yay like done and it's a scrappy do 
honestly, yes. Too many times that I would like to tell. Well, we've spoken about this before, and this was the first time we told this story in this in the Scrappy Doo episode, well, forever known as. But how I thought I was dating a Jon Snow, but then later to be found out was a Robin Aaron. The round of applause, guys. Honestly, it just sums yeah, it up. Yeah, because it's like okay, so you thought it, it wasn't. You thought it was a whole meal, but actually, it was a scrap. Sorry. Oops. Oops. <laughs> That even wasn't coming from an insecure person. I think it is... And also, I don't... They weren't a scrappy-do. But it also, it's also... It's just... It's quite interesting. It's interesting to watch the, like, um, adoration and respect we so quickly dote onto others that we would never dream of giving to ourselves. Or having put onto us, even. Like, people yeah. don't give... Like, I just think it's so easy for a man to be seen as amazing because all a man has to do to be amazing is exist... I told you this story before. This probably was in this episode that we never that never went out. My friend was on Tinder. So she just got out of a relationship and she just straight away went on Tinder. Cool, love that for her. So I was with her and he was messaging her and they were going to meet up. And she was like, trust me, he is so great. He's never even said anything creepy. And I said back to you, the bar is so low. That's the standard. And then at that minute, he messaged her being like, we could go get a hotel, wink, wink. And it's like, he even failed at that. He even failed at the bare, bare minimum. But still, but but now, she, but, but because he was the first person that picked her, she's now with him. Yeah. It's like, okay, so you literally were just like the ultimate scrappy-doo of a guy. But you just thought, yeah, I'll go for that. Sure. I honestly think it's so frustrating because there's such a perception around women being hysterical and desperate but at the same time here we are being hysterical and being desperate yeah. it's so gutting yeah it really is de- it is to be honest quite depping and it's really hard to break that like cycle break the wheel <laughs> yeah because it li- the only way to um to break it is just to realize oh shit i don't need to do that but then it's like yeah so i was facetiming my friends last night and they were like to me so are you with anyone are you with anyone it's like what well, why is that the first question? Like, why is that always, always the first question? Because I've got some funny stories I can tell you. Sure, that's what you want to hear. But that's not what you want to hear. You want to hear, um, so are you settling down? Are you getting a house? And it's like, I'm 23. No, no. Yeah, no. I couldn't, I can't tell you how in bold writing I'm writing no. Like, yeah, how far that is, as you said, from your itinerary. It's like not even on, it's not even... It's not on the agenda. It's not on the agenda. And also it's like your perception of how my life should go. If I even told you how radically different my perception of how my life is going to go, or I want it to go, is from your image, I think your mind would explode. <laughs> like I find it really fascinating because sometimes when... it's really hard to say this without sounding like an absolute cunt but you know when you kind of look around and you think like god you would think that I'm like a super like hippie crazy liberal just like really like radical like oh my god like so like political you would think I'm a super crazy person but I am just learning to respect myself and you don't like it yeah because it makes you question the way that you see yourself yeah well, we were talking... Can we talk a bit about jobs? Yeah. Well, we've had kind of a similar thing. This is in the sense of people's worldview not being accepting to, like, new ways of thinking and new ways of, like, i.e. making money or living. Well, people find it really difficult to adjust, yeah, to a new way of thinking, as in you and I both do both do jobs that sub- very much subvert a traditional, like, way of living, and it's not typically, like, domestic, and... Even people who are in our own, like, close circles find that hard to, like, understand, even though they know us. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So I don't know why they would be shocked. It's almost, it's really tough because I think a lot of people look at anything, especially on social media, like, I mean, it's just only about judgment. Like, I don't know if social media functions for much else other than just a place to judge and be judged. Oh my God, I love it. So people find it really hard, I think. They would still be like, oh, I would never do that. And it's like, but I know you want to. Yeah. So if you can't be honest about what you want, why do you think someone's going to hand it to you, please? <laughs> Truly. No, because they don't, they, they want it, but they're just happy to accept it's like, okay, I want it, but kind of like, it's a bit like embarrassing though. So I think there's kind of a weird thing where I have, I've been in a lot of conversations recently with some people and they, because I just go about my life talking to random people. Conversing. Honestly, conversation lifestyle. Um, <laughs> it really is though. Um, and they've been like, you just need to just get like a, like or they were like do you just not want like a stable like nice job like your forever job and it's like I don't want a forever anything I don't want a forever anything and the least of all I want a forever job job no I have a forever purpose not a forever fucking job bitch like 100%. but then it's a huge privilege because it's like okay well thank god I don't have to sell my life thank god I don't have to but a lot of people won't because they're too scared. And it's that same thing that we saw months ago. I can't even remember where. That was like, the people who got what you wanted got it because they weren't scared when you were. Yeah. You were too scared. So someone else got it. Sorry. Like, that's how the world works. Like, you either get used to that and fight against that. Yeah. Or you just sit back and be miserable. People love to be miserable. I think that's the thing. And I live passively so much. And it takes so much, like, fight against just letting life wash over you yeah it really does i think there's a whole thing that i've always tried to live by i think my dad told me this when i was really young but he was like smart people get paid for what they would do for free and it's like that is mind change that is life changing like yeah we are coming from like massive privilege like to even have an education is a huge privilege and the fact that we've been to uni is insane like yeah it's not the norm to know that you can like we're born in England yeah. like there are we're white there are so many privileges that from being born are just thrown at us and we to most degree in your youth can just pick and choose between whatever might sound a little bit but also to both you. of us have I mean we've all done some fucking shit jobs I've scraped some fucking scraps in my time you won't believe the scraps I've scraped you wouldn't believe guys <laughs> I've got up at 2am to go to work but it's just so na- just so happens that right now we're in the position where we're not having to scrape those scraps yeah but it doesn't just so happen we fucking like had to fight against it it doesn't just so happen it's the fact that we went through that and we were like fuck no never again let's be real it did not just happen (laughs) it has not just happened yeah no and i think that's part of the problem is because people think anything like new Mm -hmm. or these like neo careers is not hard working well that's the thing that gets me because i've almost not lost friendships over this but i've kind of had major disagreements with my friends about this and people in my life about this the idea that it's not hard working but it's just kind of like I don't understand where your concept of hard work is because to me when I have worked hard in my life I've been the least happy when I've worked hard for a purpose that I don't align with i.e for somebody else's company I've been so unhappy but now that I'm working for working really hard for something that is really fucking rewarding I'm happy it's just like why is the measure of hard work suffering yeah 100 percent, and I think it's also like I completely get it because I would find it really intimidating and I, mm-hmm. and it's uncomfortable to watch people who kind of reach heights like beyond not just what you thought they would but like what you would want for yourself yeah I'm not saying we're like the poster people for like um fucking like side hustles and money making and careers or any any of that by far oh, I'm anti hustling and money yeah <laughs> 
I'm anti the idea of hustle for sure. But I but we are pro like we're anti capitalist one hundred oh. like through and through, and it's it's almost like <laughs> I'm a full on communist. Communist, <laughs> yeah. but it's got to the point where it's like yeah, it's like glaringly I, I can't ignore it. No, I can't hide it that. Because it's fully disrupting my ability to do what everyone else wants me to do. Yeah. Well, it's that thing of, I saw a thing that was like, are you a good employee? Do you hate, one, do you hate your work? Yes. Two, are you a good employee? Yes. Then what the fuck are you doing? Why are you a good, why are you a pleasant um, servant? No. But it's so tough to break out of because it, it's, like, I need the money. Yeah. And it's, yeah, you, you need to survive. Yeah. So the only way you've been taught to survive is to be a servant. Yeah, literally. It's just interesting. I think there's two sides of it. On one side, we're insanely privileged to not only be able to make this decision to do it, but B, to know that there is this decision to make because I think false class consciousness, like most of us have no, we're just happy to be where we are Mm -hmm. and would not even see ahead of us and think that it's an option to go there. And then on the other side, we've, this isn't, it's not necessarily an easy decision to make to reject everything you've ever been told. I think it's been... To be honest, it's been one of the hardest decisions I've made because I think I always, I don't know, speaking myself, kind of assumed throughout the whole of my childhood and all through school, it's like, okay, well, I'm just the person that will just fall naturally into just like a really, I'm just the kind of person that will just get a really high paying, amazing job. Like that is exactly what I'll do. I'll just, I'm the person throughout school and everything that showed me. I'm the person that will just get like a really good job but it's actually like coming out of uni it's like I don't actually want that and it kind of shifts your entire worldview. it's like I actually don't want that what I do want is my own I want to do something that means something sorry it's like oh I was just here to take up space okay like sorry I'm not happy with that well we spoke about it the other day it's like I would be more than happy if it's just the title of professional feminist yeah that's my dream I'm gonna push for that to be a like recognized profession by my dying day genuinely so the next question is a really good one is sex still rooted in the patriarchy bdsm as a normal kink in quotes i have many many thoughts discuss 12 marks honestly 12 marks i loved a 12 marker um it's tough my first thing that my my mind goes to is choking as like a normal thing that exists and yeah. we went to see a talk that was about feminist sex i'm not going to say the exact name yeah i was gonna say <laughs> I, I was just about to say it and then i thought oh yeah quite close to the name it was great it was really good i actually took a lot from it i actually really liked a lot of the people on the panel yeah the majority of the people on the panel we liked we liked all the people on the panel but in life not everyone says everything that you agree with exactly so there were some (laughs) things that were said where someone said um there was like a q a from the um audience and one of the audience well we we were quite shocked because this didn't come up at all yeah so the the talk was advertised as like feminist sex like feminist sex blah 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 blah, blah, like what it is how to what not to etc and that was in no way brought up. Well, I was like, I want answers. What about choking? Like, go on, tell me about this. Like, this is so interesting. I would love to hear your thoughts. Then Q&A, it never came up throughout the whole thing. Yeah. We should have put our hand up, really, but the anxious wreck in me didn't. Someone else did it for us. Yeah, so someone put their hand up and said, what about BDSM? Like, I find that really empowering. Like, what about that? Is that feminist? And someone said on the panel, said, I think whatever you do in sex, if you like it and it's it's empowering, whatever you do, get into it. And me and Erin were talking afterwards and I was saying, I don't agree with that because what if me and my white boyfriend did blackface and like dressed up and it was like a crazy sort of thing that is not correct that is horrendously offensive and horrendously wrong so not everything you can do in sex if it's not harming either party is feminist is is progressive i don't agree with that yeah surely at some point we draw the line I, I was gobsmacked when you said that because it's the perfect example. I remember thinking yeah, like that. Yeah, and it's a horrific message to push. It's like, what? So mm. I can I can do anything, right? No boundaries. I can do anything. That's what you're she saying. She was like, as long as it's consensual, it's fine. It's like, that isn't true. That is not true. Also, something we spoke about in the OnlyFans episode was, what can you really consent if you don't know what you're consenting to or mm-hmm. if you have little to no knowledge That's of the thing. The, what you're participating in? Also, like... There's a difference between two educated, like, experienced adults consenting to something and potentially, which I think is quite common, 
a girl consenting to something that they don't that they think is normal so yeah. i.e choking or like being a bit like slapped around it's kind of violence think, yeah vi- literally violence because that is very normal in porn but that you're consenting to something that you believe is normal even if you don't enjoy it because you think that you should enjoy it if you're uneducated and you're particularly young and inexperienced. So I think consent is really interesting because it's like Mm. you can consent to something, you can verbally consent to something without that like sitting right with you. Yeah, you can say yes to something and not mean it. Yeah. Easy. Exactly. Yeah, but it's it's an interesting thing. So in the feminist sex talk, I think there were a lot of things that were said that I just completely, completely disagree with. And I think that BDSM in itself is not unfeminist, it's not patriarchal, but there are certain elements of it that are rooted in violence. Obviously, that is, it is rooted in violence, so there are certain elements that can be picked out and I think should be examined. Yeah, I think there are a lot of things that aren't inherently anti-feminist, but many of them may have, as you say, elements that can be mm-hmm. used by either the wrong person or for the wrong reasons. So whilst BDSM can be great, it isn't inherently bad, but it could be bad. Yeah. And I think that... Talk... Also, we really loved the person. Yeah, it was great. Really, like, really, it was really, really amazing. <laughs> like we came away like, with really good shivers. <laughs> but I think some of the messaging in that talk and some of the messaging just in general discourse lacks the nuance Mm -hmm. as we discussed in the OnlyFans because we almost want to we're so preoccupied with seeming sex positive and like being super encouraging and being you know really enthusiastic and being super empowered in quotation marks um that we avoid acknowledging the real risks yeah and potentially your empowerment is performative because it's like you might say oh my god yeah like I did like I don't know like um what would be like a you've like never had sex before (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to think like what's a bdsm thing like handcuffs (laughs) i think choking is a good one to say oh my god i love being choked i love being choked but it's like okay so do you love being choked because you like that sensation why do you love that so do you love that because you think that your partner finds it hot do you like it because you've seen it in porn and it's almost like we're so deep within the patriarchy and we've already seen so much porn where that happens and romance is coded as violent especially with now things like even in the mainstream with like um 50 shades of gray and stuff like mm. it is so normal to be submissive um especially in sex and especially in like romance now that it's kind of like how do you know what is really your kink and what has been put onto you and it's, isn't it convenient that is what's seen as a common female kink is or a desirable female yeah is being a little bit hurt and essentially beaten up it's like that's not really yeah it's very convenient considering the society we're in or it's like oh you thought that you could live and function in a society that has completely thrown like kind of goo of the patriarchy all over you it's a big (laughs) mess and you think you're gonna come out of it clean and tidy you're gonna have the messy is still in you yeah and it's nothing to do with the fact i'm oppressed in life i just love 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 when a man just like beats me up i just love it it's like why do you think you love that it's not your fault that you love that it's great that you do love that but it's very convenient that you love it i think some people do i think it will occur often that a woman could enjoy all of these things and it could be like beside the patriarchy i completely agree well, it's like um, rape fantasies. It's like rape... I wrote quite a lot of this on uni. It's like rape fantasies are very, very, very separate from rape. I know a girl who did that with her boyfriend. Oh, really? Mm. It's very separate because there's also this whole thing with rape fantasies that's like... It's very um, common within like Christian communities because it allows a woman to yeah. have sexual feelings without having like blame and guilt about without being shamed being like aroused so it's so it's so different from wanting to be raped which isn't a thing there is also some sort of you would i think be like naive to think that a man can participate in your quote-unquote fantasy by raping you and he will in no way be changed yeah by the behaviours that he just emulated. That's crazy. Right? So you're going to say to someone, rape me. You knew a couple that, pre- that fully did that. Yeah. I know that 
I really don't judge anyone because also it's up to you whether you want to go investigating and where your beliefs and where your desires come from. That's none of my business. Yeah. Also, I don't know your history. I don't know what you've been through. Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know your life and I don't really care to, to be honest. Um, But I will talk about it on my podcast. Um, I know a girl that said to her boyfriend, like, rape me when I'm least expecting it. Like, that's what I want you to do. When I'm, it's like, when you're least expecting it, that's not going to be when you think it is as well. Like, that's going to be, it's not going to be like, oh God, that's horrendous. I couldn't imagine anything worse. It's like, I'm actually cooking something right now, though. Like, I'm in the middle of cooking my food. I'm hungry. That's horrific. Also, it's like, what? Like, I'm in my car driving to work and you, like, jump out the back seat. Like, it's a bit real. God. It's, yeah, it's, it's triggering. <laughs> it's really horrific. Um, she, so he, like, resisted for a while and then he did it and then they did it and, like, she was really happy with it. But I, I think anything with sex and I think what they were trying to get at in that talk is, and I think it comes back to the thing that we said in that OnlyFans episode, which if you haven't listened to, you should, but we have a huge, like a big yeah. discussion about it and we go in on it yeah but i think it does come down to consent because and the way that we are talking about consent being educated consent as in as yeah. you said anyone can say yes to something but if you don't know what you're saying yes to or you don't really mean it or you're not quite sure mm-hmm. or you don't know the history of what you're participating in if you're not making an informed decision yeah how much of that is your decision yeah so i think anyone who can understand all of that and as you say is like experienced or um mm-hmm. like a, a consenting adult yeah also don't be fucking racist don't be doing blackface with your boyfriend like if you're consenting and all of these things then you can get up to what you want don't there's a line to be drawn when it comes to yeah like, I, I do i do think so because it's like so the message with this thing was whatever two consenting adults do is fine and it's like no, because there is a societal impact and you are engaging with really, really horrific um, ideologies. Don't tell me that you were not saying the N-word and like blah, blah, blah. It's like, we know that you're going to be using horrific discourse. Mm. Well, when so much of sex, when so much of sex is wrapped up in like a taboo and like stigma and shamed desires, when also we're indoctrinated in a society that encourages like racism, homophobia, um, violence, obviously those things are going to connect. So it's incredibly naive to stand on a big old stage and say, whatever you want to do, as long as you're, you know, as long as you're consenting, that's fine. It's like, well, I can only imagine what Adolf Hitler was getting up to in bed. Literally. And I can only imagine what Donald Trump is getting up to. And I don't need to ask. Eva Braun is not looking so good. Like, it's literally, don't do that. And it's like, it's not, you can just explore what you want. It's like, no, you can't. Literally, no, you can't. No, you can't. And what's more important than missing out on doing that is understanding from where it comes from and why you would want to do that. Exactly. But all sex is not rooted in the patriarchy. I think that's interesting that she said, is all sex rooted in the patriarchy? Okay, so let's talk about that. <laughs> okay, should we answer the question then? Yeah. Like, kind of yeah. 10 minutes That in. was something else. <laughs> <laughs> Just bear with us. Um, but I thought that was interesting because it's like, that shows how society has framed sex as a masculine act. Mm. because sex the actual act of sex is not patriarchal but i did read a really interesting thing that was like the female actual sexual organ is the clit mm-hmm. so if you are having penetrative sex and the clit is not involved you are not actually having sex because sex is that viral video of that woman yeah that that woman i think i also read it in a thing yeah it's um a good thing. but i thought that was interesting because it's like well okay so how we view sex i.e penetrative sex is somewhat rooted in the patriarchy because it's very normal for a a man to orgasm and a woman not to. So that is very rooted in patriarchy. But the actual act of sex itself, biologically, obviously is not patriarchal, but how we have framed it is definitely, definitely, undeniably through a male lens. Yeah, and through a completely heteronormative lens, just in the way that we understand sex to be one way, penis and vagina. Yes. Man comes everywhere, the end. Not the case for... Yeah woman lies there hand like her neck still got a mark around <laughs> yeah again being yeah. up i think in my like experience like in my small sample size of like the community that i'm in and like the stuff that i've overseen uh sex is patriarchal for most people mm-hmm. like most of the girls that i know will take part in patriarchal sex and kind of not even question i it. agree but that i think that's because we are so deep in this system where you can't even recognize what is romantic because what's being coded as romantic mm-hmm. is like jealousy 
violence, um, mm-hmm. kind of possession. Ownership. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, literally. Jinx, <laughs> bubble spray. Um, but it's so difficult to know what you what you like as like your animal primal being and what you've been told because you watched Twilight and you saw Edward and Jacob get jealous over Bella. Yeah. Do you have feminist sex? Do I? Yeah. I think I'm moving towards more feminist. Yeah. What's hanging on still? The desire to like kind of facilitate somebody else. Well, also just like, I think I definitely, definitely have like faked orgasms a lot. Like in the sense of like, yeah, literally in my family home, I'm like, is anyone walking up the stairs? <laughs> the like, shame. Um, but I think that has that is so normalised, so, so, mm. so normalised. And also it's almost like I have cared so much about the male ego that I'm willing just to completely forfeit my own enjoyment and just completely um, indulge. indulge them and just let and just be like, it doesn't really matter. Let's just get through this um, and make them lo- feel good, like whatever. But it's just like, actually, that is horrendously, horrendously patriarchal and so normal and it is kind of what you're expected to do well I think for most people yeah I think for most people it's not even a conscious thing it definitely wasn't wasn't conscious when I was younger it's just so natural that um he comes before you not even c-u-m-c-o-m-e's not even before it's like yeah you know he just he is just placed before you it's like no, you don't no, at no. all. It's it's like your pleasure is just not important in this in this realm. He's wanking yeah, into completely. you. Um, definitely in younger times, but I think as I am moving forward, I have noticed certain shifts. I'm so much more communicative than I used to be. But then it's so different with girls, as in when I'm going on dates with girls and seeing girls, it's like there is no room for patriarchy because the male presence is Absent. evaporated it's literally yeah. gone <laughs> nowhere so to be seen thank yeah, god and it's so refreshing because it's literally like there is no room for that they understand a female body you understand a female body and it's different so i think as i am moving as a person making moves making money moves mm. i i'm just moving so far away from the old image of the patriarchal sex I used to have and moving into a new more a version i'm happier with Yeah, I also think it pulls back to what we said at the beginning about dating down. Mm -hmm. And, like, just the fact that everything changes when you respect yourself as much as you would so readily respect somebody else. Mm. Everything changes when you consider yourself someone worthy of, like, good things. Literally. Everything. Everything changes. How crazy is that? I think it's so difficult as women to even realise that you have something to offer. And I think when you realise it's suddenly like oh wait like I'm actually not even okay not even a bit all right even a bit all right like I'm actually very amazing it's suddenly like this whole switch happens and you're like shit and the fucking walls crumble down but it's so foreign to literally like every girl I know I think me at 14 I would have laughed someone out of town for saying that I would have cringed my head off. I would have absolutely cringed yeah. at the thought of... But I still know people that would cringe at saying that. Yeah. Do you oh, remember that we much. wrote a list on our wall? Oh, yeah. This it was great. This is how weird it would be to live with me and Erin. We're a bit crazy, <laughs> but we made this huge, huge, huge poster, It was kind of the most central thing in the room. Like, forget the TV, like, forget the dining table. Like, it was a big It was this thing. huge poster. And we used to say, if anyone came in, you had to take part. Yeah, I made someone like essentially on a, who was coming back to my house right on it like quite it was quite like a thing so it's like a little vision board yeah we made a collaborative a collaborative vision board of every with us and guests us and guests <laughs> and we made everyone write down one thing they liked about themselves this is it would be hard work to live with us <laughs> honestly <laughs> it's, it's it's we're doing the work yeah we are doing the work and we're making everyone else do it daily so and i think people struggled and i think we definitely looked like lunatics for doing people that did. people even like refused yeah that, they would so we yeah. had other things on there like kind of um who's your biggest priestess we're still using our terminology <laughs> we're branding up the house guys oh my god it's so good but people would answer everything else and then get to that get to that part and be like oh i'm not doing that yeah. one it's like you can't think of one single thing that you're going to declare to the group that you like about yourself literally i wrote about 10 things one i remember thing. people being like so you tough. only said i put so many things that i remember people being like 
you only said one thing because I remember putting like my energy and my humor and my passion like I just said like (laughs) I can't choose (laughs) it was like um yeah it's just sort of like what people I always think of that thing though that is like you wouldn't talk to your best friend how you talk to yourself. Mm-hmm. So why do you fucking do it? It's so true. If I hear my best friend saying something that they don't like about themselves, I start crying. I start crying because I'm so upset that that, that someone would say that to them, i.e. themselves. Because it's like, how dare you say... Because do you remember when we watched Booksmart and it's some the girl in it says something rude about herself and she's like, don't you talk about my best friend like that. And it's like, yeah, yes. Oh, shivers. shivers. It's so stunning. Shivers. Such a stunning film. It's kind of like I'm honestly shiver me timbers. It's too much. I think we're done here. Yeah, same. I think that was really nice and really fun. Okay, cool. We've got some quite deep topics coming up. Tell us, do you prefer when we're like deep and angry and like aggressive and like fingers crossed, or do you prefer like kind of? (laughs) Or like, do you like us and you want us to just have a good time and you want like light, fluffy, like cute? content like today i'm hoping you want like funny like cartoon analysis like fun stuff (laughs) well i hope you guys enjoyed anyway if you have enjoyed this episode and enjoyed us being quite crass about sex and dating and it's kind of self-respect bit triggering but very useful as i say we're doing the work then you should think about reading validating chances are you're quarantined right now it's perfect for your quarantine reading list couldn't recommend it enough my friends were like can you send that to me can you send me validating it's like what are you an influencer but also- <laughs> yeah. thank you next but also it's like i'm really sorry but if i send it to you you will break up with your boyfriend because he is the definition of scrappy do <laughs> yeah. so i can't do it to you because you'll have to just like your world will change if you read it so you're not ready for your life to it's change. like i'm actually gonna have to withhold some information from you because you will have to sell your house <laughs> You're not in a position to receive information that could potentially harm you. <laughs> yeah. So if you are not that friend and you're really cool and you <laughs> and you can <laughs> If you're putting in the work and you're ready to hear it, even though it hurts to hear it. Yeah. But you come out the other end like, whoa. Liberating. My life. Yeah, you're not setting settling for scrappy do after that. Oh, we cover it all. We really do, yes. It's a good old read. Right. Well thanks so much, guys. Bye. Thanks, Persephone, for joining me. Thanks, Wing. See you later. See you later. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.